Hey everyone, what is up and welcome back to another episode of the Lifestyle Lifter Show. I'm your host, your online transformation coach, Adrian McDonald, here to help you look, feel and perform better without restrictive dieting. And today I interviewed Evan Daly, such a phenomenal podcast, really, really enjoyable episode from start to finish. Evan Daly, for anyone who doesn't know, he's a fellow coach, a personal trainer, he's host of the Daily Fitness Podcast, he boasts a social media following of over 200,000 and we spoke about a lot today. We spoke about everything from Evan's personal backstory. Evan used to be a professional jockey for anyone who doesn't know. And in that role that he played as a jockey, sometimes he had to cut weight as much as 10 to 12 pounds overnight inside 24 hours. Not that we're promoting these practices, but Evan just shares about some of his personal struggles with his weight all his life, which inevitably led him doing and becoming a coach, which he is today. And we speak back and forth about some common challenges that we've had in our transformation journey in the gym pertaining to diet and just some common misconceptions people have around gaining fat or gaining muscle, losing fat around nutrition and just around making this a lifestyle rather than having an end game. So we speak back and forth about, about everything relating to health, relating to fitness. And we even finish up talking how Evan grew his following from up to 200,000 in social media inside a couple of months. So a lot to unpack in today's episode. I really hope you do get value from the show. And if you do, please just share the show. So share the show. You can tag me, I'm at Mac Lifestyle Fitness on Instagram. And you can also tag Evan on Instagram. I'll post it. So it's evandaily.underscore/dailyfitness on IG. Please tag us both and we will reshare the episode in our stories. Also, if you're not already doing so, I would appreciate that you subscribe to the Lifestyle Lifter show. I'll post the link, obviously, in the bio. And also, Evan has a podcast of his own, which I'll post in the bio too. And his podcast is called The Daily Fitness Podcast. But that is all for this week's intro. I really hope you do get value from the show. And without further ado, here is the next episode of The Lifestyle Lifter Show. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Lifestyle Lifter Show. Today I'm delighted to be joined by fellow coach, personal trainer, and he is the host of the Daily Fitness Podcast, Mr. Evan Daly. Welcome to the Lifestyle Lifter Show, my man. Adrian, how are we, Keefan? Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. <laughs> fellow Galwegian, good to see you. I know we connected a few weeks ago over at IFS, which you were a guest speaker at. We'll actually go into that in a bit more detail, Evan. And I know a lot of my listeners would be currently aware of you and your what you're about, etc. But for anyone who doesn't know anything about yourself, Evan, share something about you that most people do not know. Right. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Jesus is straight in, isn't it? You got me on the We're spot. straight in, my man. We're straight in. Let's go, bro. Something that many people probably I'd say, right? Some people probably might know this. This is the only thing that's coming to my head here now. I suppose I was a professional jockey for four years and yeah would have had decent success okay success for 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 the few years um but yeah that would probably be the the main thing i suppose that maybe some people in the fitness industry might know about me you know what i mean so you could go yeah. into a lot more stuff as well but we'll keep it at that for today <laughs> we'll keep it pg evan that was actually something though i wanted to ask you about so what made you make the transition from professional jockeying into coaching yeah so basically so i was a jockey from when i was 16 so i was an apprentice flat jockey so that you're basically in the professional game basically from that age and i suffered big time with my weight my relationship with food and 
when I say struggle with weight, I don't mean like in like general population terms, struggling with weight. I mean like jockey struggling with weight. So yeah, jockeys yeah. are they're 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 all underweight. You know what I mean? They're all they're all underweight, and it's like it's not a healthy sport, but that's just the reality of it. So as a result, I suppose of being in constant restriction with my nutrition and constantly battling the scales, constantly cutting weight a few times a week. And when I say cutting weight, I mean like big weight cuts of six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven pound, sometimes in the space of 24 hours. And then I suppose developed a little bit of I'm not I didn't have an eating disorder, but I had a lot of disordered eating habits is the way I describe it. You know what I mean? From yeah. kind of like binges and potentially kind of purging kind of sometimes as well you know what I mean uh, which wasn't obviously good and as a result of finishing so that was kind of a constant battle so when I finished racing it was like I suppose a weight lifted off my shoulders and I was kind of like I never was lost in all my life to be honest I had no idea what I wanted to do I thought at the time I wanted a job that wasn't stressful and that was like a stable job that there was no real pressure because when you're a jockey, like you're, you're under serious pressure. It's a, it's, it's a, there's millions pumped into the, into the game. You know what I mean? Owners are pumping so much money in um, and you are literally left for four minutes to get the job done. If you feck up, it's your fault. You know what I mean? So it was like very high pressure job all of the time, seven days a week from getting results, but also then managing weight. So I was yeah. sick of that you were always for a while with, with yeah. yeah. So I kind of like, I, I I just said, right, okay, what's a stable job? So I was thinking, mm, engineer, that seems decent money. Yeah, I definitely, I'll do that, which was a stupid idea. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll get to that point in a second. But before I went to that, I was too late for the CEO. Um, Or too late for, what is the CEO? Is that the thing you apply yeah, for? The, yeah, the, yeah, the application. I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> CAO, CEO, I think. Uh, we'll go with that. The, the Irish college application for any uh, not, or uh, listeners who are from abroad. Yeah, keep going. Exactly. Out. So I actually then just said, right, okay, what do I like? I always liked fitness. You know what I mean? I always liked fitness. I was always one for going to the gym, but I was going to the gym, just running constantly sweating just to keep that body weight down because I messed up a little bit. You know what I mean? So um, I used to go near any weights or anything like that. And when I finished, I was like, I just looked at the, the dumbbells and I was like, right, I'm going to go over it. Start doing a few curls or whatever. Hadn't a clue what I was doing. So that kind of led me to, um, I always was trying to understand nutrition and trying to understand training, but I was never really getting good info. So I just said, right, I'm going to do a personal training course, 17 weeks. That was grand. But I was like, Def, there's definitely no career in this. So it was just more so to kind of fill the gap for, for a bit. Went into engineering and as a result of that then i did a year of that and past first year say but i reached a point where i was like god this is if, if this is life i'm sorry no this isn't what i want to be doing you it's know what i mean you, um yeah. it just wasn't for me don't get me wrong some yeah. people want a, that type of um job and are good at it i was just horrendous at it that's what i that's why i just said i was just i had no idea i was brutal at maths like you know so i said right i'm gonna go back and do second year because i thought there was no other option but in the meantime i actually i said right I obviously need a part-time job and I was like, I'm not going working for someone at the weekends in another job I hate after doing a week's college that I also hate. So I was like, right, let's just pump a bit of money into, into a gym. Let's find an area, pump a bit of money into a gym. And I opened up my own personal training studio and it took off. It just took off. And yeah. Was, that at, the, was that at the back of the house, Evan, or was that a studio that you rented? 
it was a studio that I rented. It was in um, do you know when you in? Oh, very good. On, yeah. On the way yeah. to Balance Low area there. So yeah, and that's from there. Didn't go back to college. I thought I was going back in September, did the summer personal training. Well, got fully booked. Literally didn't know if I was going to get one client or 21 clients. And I just got full straight away. And then referrals started coming. And then I got into what I've got into now. So I suppose the which is obviously the whole um online personal training that you know. And I suppose to kind of answer your question in summary, the reason that I'm doing what I'm doing now is because I struggled massively with my weight, my relationship with food back when I was a jockey. And yeah. Yeah, unbelievable, man. Unbelievable, man. Um, a lot to just unpack there, Evan, based off what you said there. So first of all, while we're not promoting these practices, I'm curious if you did have to drop seven to 10 pounds inside 24 hours, what would that have actually looked like for you? Yeah, so it's... The, I'd imagine it was horrible. Mm, people find this very interesting the way i describe it is obviously it's chronic dehydration and many people say oh geez so you weren't able to eat for 24 hours i'm like eat that is the least of my worries it's like you can't you want this you want fluid like you know what i mean because see when you get to the point of chronic thirst food is not on your mind it's like i i, I would genuinely there, there was times adrian right where i was like driving down the road to race and, and I'd be have the heaters on the car sweating just getting any fluid out of me basically um and like honestly you would be pissing sweat now I mean like you're cooking basically boiling over and I'd honestly there was one day I think it was for uh, JP McManus you know JP McManus yes of course it was for him down in Killarney and I had 12 pound to lose so I suppose the way I started this was so my agent rang me and there's 24 hour period of once your agent rings you that morning let's say declarations for racing the next day um, for jockey bookings for the next day it's like a 24 hour period basically so my agent rang and said right um, would you um, be able to do nine stone seven tomorrow and I was like mm. I said what is it and he goes it's for uh, JP McManus I go yeah no bother <laughs> that morning I think I was 10 stone five stripped on the scale um, so I had to do nine seven. So whatever that is, that twelve pound, give or take ten or twelve pound of that. Yeah, ten, and, ten um, pounds. God, ten pound of that. Yeah, and the cuts are the the weight cuts start from there. And I went home. First thing was run with let's say your sweatsuit, your sauna suit on, and as many layers as possible. Come back, maybe jump into hot bath. Then you go back do evening stables. Back to the gym that evening, just running, walking, just with sweat gear on, just cooking over in and out of the sauna in let's say 20 to 30 minute kind of bursts um and i remember that night i went home after the gym and i'd maybe like six pound take taken off that day and usually you'd kind of once you don't drink anything you'd lose maybe when you're that dehydrated you might lose 0.5 of a pound in in your sleep didn't lose 0.1 because I was obviously just wiped. You know what I mean? I was absolutely there wiped. There was nothing left to give. So, yeah. There was there was nothing there basically. And um I woke up. I I, I was lying in my bed that night actually, the, the the night before the race, and I was like, oh my God, I actually think I'm going to die here because I was thinking that I have another probably six to go when I wake up or seven to go tomorrow. It's like I actually I'm I'm dry. It was sometimes easier than 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 others, but I just felt so dry. Um and I actually remember going down to the shop and had a full-blown binge for myself um, yeah. with everything that I could possibly get into me because I was like, right, I know this is going to come up in a minute anyway because obviously, I, well, not obviously, but I had to get it up obviously because um, I wouldn't make the weight. So 
I obviously made myself sick. I don't like obviously saying that or whatever, but that's that what was what was, was done. the extreme of which you yeah. had to go through. Yeah, that, man. That was, that was the extreme. And the next morning, um, I woke up and I think I had another five to go, I think. I was like, oh, day, my days, this is brutal. So I went for a run before riding out that morning. Um, Kept that sweat gear on, which is sick. Heaters on in the car. Going but but I can't even imagine, man, going for going for a run is tough. Going for a run dehydrated is even tougher. And going for a run food-deprived and dehydrated, like it's it's really just taking it to a new level. And that's why we're not promoting these practices, by yeah. the way. It just goes to show awesome. the extremes. Because I've actually had a client as well, Frank, who would have done a lot of jockeying too. And like yourself, Evan, he developed a bad relationship with food because it was all based around the scale. It was all based around cutting weight. He was always told what to eat, but he's never educated why to eat that way. And as a result of this, kind of like yourself, it was all just cardio-based running, weight loss, weight loss, weight loss. I love the way your instinct was when you joined the gym that you actually wanted to focus on just getting stronger and building muscle. Was there a reason behind that, Evan, or... Was it just logical practice for you? Mm, no, there was no... Well, the the reason behind it was, I suppose, I was always very small, you know what I mean? I was always very small and you're probably a bit... Right, when you're in the racing game, you want to be small. You don't want to be big, like, you know what I mean? So it's normal. But then when you come out into the into the real world, you're or not... Yeah, I suppose it is. You're in your own bubble or in the racing game, you know what I mean? Come out into the real world, you're seeing your, I suppose, peers and everyone's more kind of bulked up and do you know what I mean? I felt like a little furt, so I did like, you know what I mean? So I was like, right, I just want it. So it was probably from, I wouldn't even say, like there's nothing wrong wanting to change the way you look, you know what I mean? So I was just kind of like, I want to just build a bit of muscle. I want to get strong. I feel a bit too weak and I just, yeah. I enjoyed it. And it wasn't that like, I was like, oh my God, I need to change my body. I was like, I, I, I want to just get a bit bigger. I want to get a bit stronger looking, you know what I mean? Um, And then I suppose I just started seeing the benefits of how I feel and, having more structured meals nice big filling meals it was like a dream so was i was like i never i'm telling you now right you don't have an appreciation for food or water until it's taken away <laughs> that's a fact that is a fact oh. I, I used to look at people drinking water like gallons of water when i thought i wasn't able to um and i used to be like god do you realize how lucky you are? Like, or being able to sit in a sauna and drink a bottle of water. Like that was like another language to me. Like, do you know what I mean? Nuts, nuts. But yeah, <laughs> just, uh, just from, a, from, I just wanted, I suppose, get a bit stronger, Adrian, really. And um, yeah, that was, that was basically it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we can all relate to that. Like everyone has a moment where maybe something happened or a flick switch that made them want to change. For me, Evan, there was two guys in my class in college Two, two Adrians and, and only five guys in the class, two of us call Adrian. And to differentiate between both of us, one of my mates said, he's Adrian, we'll just call you small Adrian. <laughs> and that was kind of my moment where, okay, well, if that's how people perceive me, look, there might be an element of truth to it. And instead of run from it, you run towards it. And, and like yourself now, I just said, at the end of the, my first year in college, I need to change. I'd like to get a bit stronger. I was a bit too skinny, pushed off the ball a bit too easy in football. And, it's such a rewarding process, man. And obviously, you've been on your own journey now. Today, you posted a freaking IG story repping 47.5 kilo dumbbells on the chest press. You'll be up to 50 soon. Yeah. Absolute machine, Evan. But um, tell me this from your own personal training experience, coaching clients in person, one-to-one, and obviously coaching clients online. The gym can be an environment where a lot of people still feel somewhat intimidated. Or a lot of guys come to me because they're actually unsure what to do in the gym. 
just from your own personal experience, Evan, what are you? What are some common mistakes that you see people make in the gym? I suppose, uh, yeah, you're dead right. Like a lot of people do fear the gym, and I'll just kind of use a personal experience. Oftentimes, when we go through things ourselves, we can kind of people can kind of relate to us. I remember when I first ever started, like actually proper gym work, I probably put off going over to a bench with a set of dumbbells and then it was another kettle of fish looking at the bench press and I was like constantly putting it off putting it off putting it off because I was like I have no idea where to even start when I get under that thing and that's a fact of the matter now it's my job you know what I mean but it all starts by number one stripping it back stripping it back to the basics and asking for help from the get-go and I'm not saying reach out to a coach and pay us or whatever that's not what I'm what I'm jumping at here but what all I'm saying is Go to a gym, sign up and ask a fitness instructor, please, can you show me a nice, basic, simple program and and, and put me through it and show me how to adjust machines, etc. When you have six or like say four, six, eight weeks put down of just getting comfortable in the gym, start getting the feel for movements, then the kind of itch starts coming. You're like, geez, okay, I know now why I'm doing this or I know why I'm doing that. And there's a purpose behind everything. And that's in where then you can start getting a bit more specific with things and, and, and that, you know what I mean? But probably the biggest mistake is don't waste loads of months or even years just going into the gym, trying to do things. Literally ask a fitness instructor or someone to just at least guide you from the get-go because this, the way you start the gym is very important because many people just give 100%. up way, way too early, don't they? And like a lot of the time it's down to simply because they're trying to wing it, but they don't know what they're doing and they don't know what they're even winging. You know what I mean? And it's, um, it's, it's a negative gecko from the start. And the only way you'll be consistent in the gym is if you start seeing some changes or some progress and that won't happen unless you get a little bit of help from the gecko. Um, and that's, that's what I would say in that regard. Yeah. hundred percent, Evan. Um, I always say you can pay in money or you can pay in time. And my preference is to always pay in money where possible or even because, you got to look at it from the point of view. I always found, I'm not sure if you were the same when I was coaching that someone who was brand new was much, much easier to coach in some situations than someone who was doing it on their own for two or three years, just because they might've picked up some bad habits or bad form techniques that it can be hard to actually break that pattern. Once you're in, once you're used to doing something a certain way. 100%. And that's it. Like it's, it's the negative habit kind of, builds in from the start and it's a lot easier it's a lot easier start from not having a clue because you've none of them negative habits whereas oftentimes you have to like rechange things you know what i mean um where you kind of get married to your specific way of doing things if it's not even the right way and it's like all trying to reframe and break down the kind of mindset not break it down but tweak it and that and tweak your whole thought process i suppose whereas if your thought process is that you just haven't a clue what you're doing from the get-go and you get someone a professional to kind of show you the ins and outs of it from the start you're just your 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 progress is going to escalate like you know and what I will say for anyone, asking for help isn't a sign of weakness. It, it can actually be a sign of strength. And the gym does get a bad rap sometimes. But I think, Evan, it's a real, real supportive environment for oh. the 95% of people in the gym. They're just focused on themselves. And it's actually a real area for self-improvement because people are just going for the same reason you are, to look good, to feel good, to build a bit of strength. And there's no shame at all in asking anyone. For a bit of helper for a bit of assistance you know it's it there's nothing to be ashamed of we've all been a beginner at some stage um and it's just making that initial reach out 100 percent. and 
I think the gym is actually a very positive place, to be honest. I think it's a very positive. It's it's like anything. There's always going to be the odd dickhead that is going to be arrogant and not help. And But I can guarantee it nine times out of ten, even if you literally were sitting down and you're at a machine and you're like, not 100% sure, am I doing this right? Or can I get a bit of help with it? I guarantee if you went up nine times out of ten to any random person, they'd be more than happy to all his help. And that's just for, that's not even like the fitness instructor, the personal trainer, the online coach. That's just the fella that's doing his own gym session. You know what I mean? Everyone's just, it's it's a positive place for for the head. Everyone's in there, as you said, focusing on themselves um, and just wanting to kind of like improve themselves. And they want to, most people want everyone to improve as well. You know what I mean? Deep down. Um, I think it's one of the most positive places you can go. As I said, there's always the exception. Ex- exception. Yeah, Evan, I don't know if you if you're I a hundred percent agree, but even for myself, whenever I join a new gym environment, there'll always be like one or two pieces of equipment there. Geez, you know what? I'm not a hundred percent sure how to use it. So I'll either watch someone do it or I'll ask somebody how to use it properly because it seems like they're coming out with something new every day now, man. Yeah, no, I I understand. That's mad, like, and that's it's 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 our job. But like, I've looked at a few things. Let's say today, for example, I still don't know what the hell it was. Actually, to be honest, it was actually in the warehouse. In it was a ladder raised machine, like you know the two handles. It yes, yeah. Handles. But underneath it, in like there's there's another two handles down the bottom. I don't know. Is it for someone who's who's shorter or something? But like, it was like it was it was very short. <laughs> so I'm not sure what the hell it was for. But I've looked around. It's like okay, that's not any for me. So I was like, right, let's do this, yuck. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that's not for me. I like that approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, it's um no, it's it's like not like it's it's such a not a serious place either. Like, do you know what I mean? See if you make make a mess of something, or you embarrass yourself, or if you like make the mess of a machine or an exercise like it's it's not a serious place it's like everyone's downtime you know what i mean in a way so it's like there's no stress you know everyone it's it's just a laugh do you know absolutely yeah and and the big thing is what are you doing if you think about yourself in the gym what are you doing in the gym you're probably just focusing on yourself just like everybody else so i think sometimes we get in our head and i'm a lot evan and think that people are watching us when reality everyone's just concerned about themselves um, Evan, I'd love to make a transition slightly onto nutrition because obviously you spoke about the gym there. What are some, first of all, common misconceptions people actually have around nutrition, around gaining muscle and or losing fat that you that you come across most commonly, most frequently? So there's obviously there's obviously a lot of stuff. I'll I'll, I'll talk about fat. I loss love. I, I just by the way, I love your reels. <laughs> <laughs> I love your reels on this where you share a story to break down a common misconception. I think it's such a great way to get your message across. But sorry, Evan. Sorry to. Yeah, no, it. thanks a million. Yeah, like I suppose with with nutrition, there's 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 a lot there. Like there is there's a lot there, and it's like right, how can we pick common misconceptions? I suppose one. I'll bring it, I suppose, a different, maybe a little bit different is oftentimes many people feel they need to be perfect all the time. And I think one of the biggest things that people struggle with and one reason that people can't actually achieve their body composition or achieve weight loss or lose a few pounds and maintain it is this idea that you have to be absolutely on the ball with your diet all of the time when it's just not the case. And anyone, anyone who gets a long-term result aren't people who aim for perfection. And that's a fact. Anyone who gets a long-term result are people who accept imperfection, understand that sometimes life is going to throw a few bits at you, but it's like, 
I suppose zooming out a bit and being like, right, what can I control in this X situation? And sometimes like you're going to have a takeaway and that is fine. It's like winning the next meal. You're going to miss a gym session. That's fine. It's like winning the next meal. Many people feel like their progress is ruined by, let's say, one meal that isn't optimal i suppose you know what i mean or one day even that is an optimal when that's not the case it's the knock-on effect see if you can have a meal that is like maybe not in line with let's say your your goal let's say saturday night you have a takeaway you might have a few bottles for for for, for example right it's not necessarily that's that's the biggest issue it's like right what's your response are you able to get straight back to things the next day that's the the key thing um in my opinion, anyway, when it comes to um, when it comes to nutrition, and probably another thing is people going to extremes. Um, many people feel like they do need to go to extremes in order to achieve results, and it's just simply it's just simply not the case. And when a person starts any diet, it's like motivation is is very high. You know what Tell I mean? Like the want for, yeah, the want for change is very high, but that want for change can dip a little bit as the kind of like week three four five six it can change a small bit i always say week three evan absolutely yeah 100 100 and um i i think what's really important is that when you start you set realistic expectations yes you might be able to adhere to a seven eight hundred calorie deficit for the first couple of weeks but that's going to get harder and harder to adhere to oftentimes it's like try and get away with eating as much food as you physically can while making a nice sustainable amount of progress so that you can be nice and consistent with that um, over time. You know what I mean? And uh, for long enough in order to achieve the result that you want to achieve. So yeah, I suppose the thinking that people that you need to go to extremes and number two, as I said, the aiming for um, perfection, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think aiming for perfection, it's something I've been guilty of before in the past. And it's really just that all or nothing mindset, Evan, isn't it? It's like, I'm either, it's, it's a switch. It's either on or it's off. It's nothing in between. Fact. And it's like this saying, I suppose, of I fell off the wagon. You know what I mean? And something that I'd always like try and drive home to people is that there is no wagon as such, you know? And that's really important to understand. Like there's no track, right? The way I'd say this is that there are going to be times where let's say the goal is fat loss. You, there, there is going to be the element of restriction. There's no beating around the bush there. There is the element of making little compromises here and there um, for, let's say, a period of time in order to achieve the results you want to achieve. Many people would take that up as like, okay, so I can't go for a meal out. I can't have a couple of drinks. No, you can have them things, but you just need to be kind of smart about these things. You know what I mean? And that's kind of striking the, the I suppose, the the middle ground. But what I'm kind of getting at there in regards to the removing the wagon is that, let's say over a 12 month period, the fact of the matter is you're, if you have a normal life, like, like us, basically, you're not going to be just completely on the ball all the time. You're probably going to gain a little bit of body fat at different periods. But the difference is when you can strike that middle ground, you can never let it get too far. You know what I mean? So I'd always try and drive home the point of having like baseline non-negotiables, no matter what happens, what are like baseline non-negotiables, no matter if stress is through the roof, if life throws a few curveballs at you, that you have baseline non-negotiables that you can do, but they need to be very realistic. So for example, for me, no matter what, I will always get out for a morning walk, okay? I'll always get out for a morning walk and I will 99.9% .9 of the time, I'll always have three structured meals in my day. That might sound so simple and basic, 
But by me having these baseline non-negotiable place, I can never let things go too far. I've spent, let's say, just uh, let's say after I came home from Australia, I've gained a bit of body fat. But because uh, I've I've probably had a few, I've, I've meet meeting up with friends that have probably had a few pints most weekends. But it's like it's abroad, been about two kg. You yeah. know what I mean? It's been so minimal, and that's because I have these non-negotiable place and these habits built up over time. Um, and that like knowing that there's times to push progress and there's times to just coast and you need to be okay with being like weight neutral and coasting in my opinion and i think that's really important for people to understand a hundred percent evan i love everything you said there um first of all i really like the analogy that there is no wagon it's like mm-hmm. a dial and sometimes the dial is at a nine sometimes the dial might be at a four but you're 100%. never on or you're off you're always doing something and that, those non-negotiables, I absolutely love that. I spoke about that recently myself, and it's going to be different for everyone. But as mm. you said, what are some things that no matter what happens, that in a given week you're going to do? It could be three strength. It could be 10K steps. It could be, as you said, three structured meals. Man, so such value there. But do you find then, Evan, just out of, just out of curiosity, it's a hard one because communicating these things on social media that's why i love podcasts you can break things down into more detail some people's conception then of balance is a bit too extreme on the other end where if what's the best way of saying this sometimes you do have to go through phases where in the micro for a 12-week period you might be somewhat quote-unquote out of balance so that in the long run you can get into balance but then some people's perception of that is they just need to manage their expectations and think that it lasts forever when in reality it's always just a period of time. That's really important. And you kind of hit the nail on the head there. Like podcasts is good to be able to talk with this because like, see if you say, many people will say this online, it's like, um, balance is bullshit like it just comes across you can't kind of put that into short form content in my opinion you know what i mean because people just take that up wrong kind of i suppose a lot of views probably but yeah yeah that's (laughs) the thing like yeah so like the thing with balance is that balance is something is going to be different for everyone um and you need to go with i suppose what are your values and i think that's what it kind of comes down to the end of the day do you value living a nice healthy lifestyle but do you also value being able to have maybe a couple of pints a weekend maybe have a takeaway at the weekend you can still absolutely have that but it's like okay then how do we make the rest of the week look on point that's balance for a nice sustainable healthy lifestyle but then where like i suppose balance let's say someone is currently battling with their weight and they are let's say let's say a person's overweight and they've reached the point of you know what i something needs to change here because my health is maybe taking a little bit of a hit or whatever. That person might need to go through a period of, and this is a tricky one, right? Might need to go through a period of a little bit of imbalance. Okay. But now the only thing about when I say that is that many people will come uh, to me, let's say, and they might be struggling and they have been trying to go so imbalanced. And what I mean by that, they've tried to go so restrictive. So therefore, they can't actually sustain it across a seven-day period. So therefore, a binge or overeating occurs at the weekend, and that's the main thing that's taking them out of it. So therefore, for that type of person, 
oftentimes it's letting them know that you are able to have this sort of stuff. Let's say a bit of chocolate. You're able to have your glass of wine yes, or you're yeah. able to have, do you know what I mean? So it really does depend on the person. Say if someone's just taking the absolute piss entirely with food, then that person <laughs> has to be told, right, okay, we need to kind of sort this small little bit. Let's kind of pick into things that you're not willing to compromise maybe on a Saturday night and let's kind of work the rest of the week around that. And there we go. There is going to be that maybe element of restriction or just kind of pulling things back a small bit bringing three takeaways down to one takeaway and then few little bits. But as I said, the type of person that I'm kind of thinking of here that I'd be mindful of saying this is that that person who feels like they are trying their hardest, but just can't be adherent enough for long enough, or let's say across a seven day period because of how restricted they're making themselves because they're yes. away, yeah. trying to go way too much that restricted end. You know what I mean? So therefore yeah. that person bringing reassuring them that it's okay to have this because the thing that's, fecking them up is that they're just self-sabotaging you know what i mean so i think it's really important of knowing who you're kind of talking to does that make sense yeah a hundred yeah man like even a big aha moment for me was and this might sound crazy to people but evan for years god bless my mum. i'd come home from college on a friday evening she'd have an unbelievable dinner ready for me and white potatoes, you know, the staple of any Irish. I just wouldn't eat them. I thought they'd make me fat. Like just, I had that misconception myself that white potatoes, you cannot eat those if you want to, if you want to lose weight. So that was a big switch for me when I saw, <laughs> when I saw my weight drop as I'm, I'm still eating white potatoes, but everyone is different. But just going back in the balance then, God forbid some people though, their perception of balance is having a night out or two nights out every week, having a takeaway twice a week, eating a bar of chocolate every day, um, you know, going for going for food a couple of times a week. Mm. They've been so long out of balance yeah. the wrong way that sometimes you need to kick them back into imbalance the other way. So again, as you said, it really does depend on the individual. That's it. It's like, right, what are that individual's habits and behaviors now? As I said, there could be that person that was maybe like you said, that was trying so hard to go so restrictive, but just couldn't adhere to it. But then there's the person who deep down then like the person knows that, right, I am just like completely taking the biscuit here with everything. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm living life. I'm living life. And I want to drive home the point is that that is okay. You know what I mean? That is okay as well. If that's what you're wanting to do. But say if you're wanting to change, the reality of it is something does have to change as well. Yes. Does that mean, again, that we have to go completely cold turkey? No, but it just means we need to pick and choose a little bit and be that bit more mindful and understanding that. Amen, brother. Yeah, fat loss should be, I suppose, a fa- fat loss should be a phase. And this is something I are always trying to drive home to people that many people feel like that. Let's say if they get into a deficit and they feel like, okay, this is it. This is it. I'm on a diet. I'm on a diet. And the whole the whole population's on a fucking diet all, all their life. You know what I mean? Whereas what I'm trying to drive home is that, okay, there a, a deficit, a diet should only be for an X period of time. For some people, that might yeah. be a year. That might be a year and a half. For some people, it might be two years. But you shouldn't be able to try, you shouldn't be aimed to do all that at once. But let's say you're a person who had 10 kg to take off. Let's say um a 20 week period, for example. You know what I mean? You'll be able to do that, let's say, a few bursts for example a few little kind of phases for yourself a few kind of longish kind of phases but knowing that the end goal is to get to a point where you're not aiming yes or weight loss yeah. to occur you're actually aiming to fuel the body and focus on maybe like performance-based goals and oftentimes when i say that to, to people in the program it's like right this is it now we're aiming for adhere to deficit 
aimed trickle down, trickle down, trickle down. But what we're looking for at the end goal is to bring food up to like a maintenance level, yes. maybe move away from tracking, focus on maybe just mindful eating and focus on performance-based goals. Do you want to maybe run a 5K? Do you want to... Love all of that. Much muscle, etc. You know what I mean? I think that's yeah. really important to have another focus after fat loss. And I, to be honest, I think it's nearly... um nearly essential to be honest to, to have something to focus on otherwise you're like right what are you eating well for obviously it's to feel good but when shit hits the fan on a particular day it's like it, you've no real reason to you know whereas like see there for i'm just kind of thinking of myself here for example i go to let's say the gym there this morning for example and i was leaving i was like fucking hell i feel fair fresh i just feel brilliant and i wanted to eat well you know what i mean like i will go out tonight and i'm not going out tonight but i'm going for meeting one of the lads there ushin ushin o'malley but going for a little bit of food i'll have a few bottles say i'll still be on the ball i'm still going to be in my deficit still going to make progress but because i let's say did a good session this morning i feel fresh i'm wanting to kind of keep things Keep you want momentum. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Evan, I love, I love, I really like your coaching side. I feel we align on a lot there because why it's nature being in a calorie deficit and dieting isn't actually sustainable because if it was sustainable, you'd be at calorie maintenance where you're maintainable. Yeah. But when you're cutting food, that's by its nature not sustainable. But I love the way you mentioned there the individual who wants to lose 20 kilos over 10 weeks that you take diet breaks. So it could be something like, Four weeks we're in a deficit, one week we're at maintenance and do that for four blocks and that's four blocks of five weeks. So it's a lovely way just to break up and chunk out time and plan around social events too, which I which is which is awesome, Evan. Um, we'll just slowly pivot as we wrap things up, Evan. Obviously, um, you mentioned setting up your private gym and then you transitioned to online and just blown up. I would have, not by luck, but out of sheer hard work, out of effort, out of putting time in, and you've got to a point where you are today because you've put the reps in. You put the time under the bar. The guy who looks the way you want to look, the girl looks the way you want to look, it's not by chance. They've put in hours and hours and hours of work. So for you, Evan, I guess, how in what way has grown to over 200,000 Instagram followers, for instance, in what way has that had an impact maybe positive or negative on your life on obviously just helping more clients, but just in general, I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, no, like I'll be honest, like my life has completely changed. You know what I mean? Like say if someone, and I'm not just saying this, like, but if someone told me when I was doing my PT qualification, no, not even that. Let's say when I was fully booked in the gym in person only, only a year and a half ago, say when I hadn't even one online client, if someone said that things would be going the way they're going now, I'd be like, you are absolutely nuts in the head. Like you are not well, you know? And I would actually, if someone said that you will eventually, when you're after another 20 years, be, I suppose, have the exposed client base or clientele and the following that I have now, I would say, you're so you're not you're not well you know because it's so not reality yeah. i was always someone right who sees myself and i'm still like i still say this like but i was always someone who just had that kind of i suppose limiting beliefs where no that fella does that i always was someone right who had a bit of a drive had a lot of drive i was always doing things different and what i mean by that is that into very like different career of being a jockey like professional sport i always had like ambition in that like you know what i mean but at the same time i always kind of created a bit of a ceiling for myself and never thought that I'd be able to get anything that 
that person has or get anywhere near that you know what i mean and the more i kind of try to start removing that the 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 more things kind of i suppose exploded obviously uh, the amount of people that I get to help on a daily basis is absolutely insane. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing, you'll know this yourself. Like there's nothing better than getting a test text and say, my life has changed. You know what I mean? And it's like, we're looking after a bit of mindset, nutrition, bit of training. It's mad. What can, what can actually be done, but it genuinely can really change a person's life. And then obviously like say financially things are obviously going good as well. Like there's no beating around the bush there. You know what I mean? It is, you want to make a living or whatever. And that's obviously going really good as well. And, um, I suppose just being able to live a life where it's there's a lot of freedom, I suppose. You know what I mean? There's a lot of freedom, but at the same time, I'm only 23. And the way I, I'm I've been kind of working on this a little bit as well. Let's say during this, it's not all like sunshine and rainbows, you know what I mean? Like to get where what has happened now, I've I'm working like all of the time, basically, but I love what I'm doing. That's the difference. But at the same time, there's a time where it can get a lot on the on the head. And I suppose going back during the summer there I was riddled with anxiousness I never really get that anxious as such but I was really bad like as in I was waking up wired to the moon I was like straight away as like on the ball switched on right before I go to bed switched on and obviously that was why I was so switched on because I wouldn't let myself switch off but it was like stress got so so bad when there was no I was putting it on myself nearly in a way you know what I mean and I just reached out to guys um TMP they're called Total Mental Performance and yeah yeah they've helped they've helped massively um they've helped massively they've helped massively with like removing the ceiling um that i was i suppose creating and just kind of helped manage things because obviously it's a lot of like there's there's hundreds of clients you know what i mean and obviously you have a team under me now as well and it's like it is a lot of pressure and sometimes unless you start putting in little boundaries and that you you're you're on all the time but the way i kind of summarize it is what has happened has been absolutely life-changing the way I look at it though also is that, and this is one thing that I reached out to the boys is that I was like, what if it all just ends tomorrow? And I'm using that as my driver all the time. Whereas that is good, I suppose. Um, dark the 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 analogy they use is like dark energy and light energy. Dark energy, anyone who succeeds in something, oftentimes it's coming from a place of maybe a little bit of darkness. For me, it's like I was I was in a very unhappy place and I wanted to. I wanted to just change. I wanted to change, I suppose, you know what I mean? And there comes a time though, and, and then it's like fear and failure, fear and it all caving in. There comes a time where that just overpowers thing and there needs to be something else. Now I'm looking at more of like, obviously there is that bit of a driver of like, keep going. Obviously that's just part of the process, but then it's like, what am I doing it all? For? <laughs> Sorry, my throat has gone so dry. <laughs> what am I doing it all for? And it's like, to help people, and to live a good life you know what i mean that's that's what you're doing all for and you need to enjoy the process because like i'm sorry jesus hit me throat you're okay you're all right man you don't, you're telling a great story i love it bro yeah if you don't i suppose enjoy the process you're like it's you, you hit these landmarks it's like be it if it's financial if it's a client base if it's following <clears throat> it's the process that's been the enjoyable part every single milestone it's like it's just ha- came and it's like, okay, right, next one, but next one, next one. And there yeah. comes a time where it's like, fuck, and hell, the next one, where is this? Where does the income come? And now I'm just trying post. to more so enjoy the day to day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And still obviously have that big drive. That's never going, you know what I mean? Because like, I have blinkers on here. Like, obviously there's a lot that I want to achieve, whatever, but like you need to, I'm trying more so 
to have a bit more structure, a little bit more boundaries and just have the balance of life and work. You know what I mean? I think that's yeah. so important. We could be dead tomorrow. <laughs> Evan, I just, I love everything you said there, man. Um, Because reflecting on the process, that's where they actually, there there is research on this and getting to the quote unquote, getting to the finish line isn't the rewarding part. It's how you actually got there. And it's weird even, Evan, when I worked as a teacher, God, I spent a lot of time saying, I'll be happy when I'll be a full-time yeah. online fitness coach because I'm looking back now and they were in sometimes the good days. I had a home gym, good Evan, days. and I used to train. I used to get up at five in the morning, do a session in the freaking pitch black, lashing rain, go into school and be in a good mind frame, come home, coach clients in the gym, and just felt this overwhelming stress, anxiety, etc. But now I'm looking back and you're training these nice gyms, Benus in Dubai or you're abroad in London or wherever. And I'm looking back to the days of training in the freaking shed and I'm saying, you know what? They're the good days. You have yeah. a barbell, you have a set of dumbbells, you have a kettlebell and you just bang it out. It's old school. But as you said, you have to enjoy the process, man. I really love that. 100%. I suppose like the good old days... I suppose are we in the good old days now? Probably are we? <laughs> you know what I mean. We we are in the moment. We're in the moment. And it's look, it's it's hard sometimes. Well, to like see when stress hits or whatever. Sometimes it can be hard <laughs> to kind of put. Do you know what I mean? But like you have to try and be able to zoom out a little bit. You know, and I'm that's what I'm trying to do all the time is try to zoom out every every week anyway once you know what i mean and just try and fucking appreciate things that bit more you know what i mean um because yeah as i said like it's like what you're doing it all for and i think that goes for getting into shape as well it's like if you're just going from a place of darkness or a place of negativity yes reaching a point of maybe being like fuck i do want to change maybe that is needed sometimes but it's like you can't have that negativity being the driver for the rest of your life or it's like what are you doing it all for there has to be that positive element and enjoying the new lifestyle or whatever it is you know what i mean yeah 100 oh, absolutely absolutely um just before we we, we wrap up evan i'll do a, a quick fire q a one <laughs> the first the first ever personal development book i read it changed my life it was tony robbins awaken the giant within and in it i remember he mentioned something that just really resonated with me since people make decisions to either get out of pain or to move towards pleasure so maybe for you, when you reach out to TMP Total Mental Performance, it was probably an element of pain because that stress, oh. that anxiety, and just not being able to switch off. But now, the, and then another analogy would be when you joined the gym, it was more so maybe to move towards pleasure that, you know what, I want to feel strong. I want to I want to bulk up. I want to get a bit fitter. So there's no right or wrong approach, but I guess... I think fear is a great driver, but uh, it can also burn you out if it's your only driver. That, that that And that's the point that I'm trying to drive home. It's like fear and fear and failure and coming from a place of pain are oftentimes there's no better driver in the world. You know what I mean? But it's like, <laughs> that can't be the only driver in my opinion, or it's like you, 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 you do get burned out. You just said, literally, as I said, when I reached out to the lads, when I was filling out the application form, <laughs> when I hopped on the first call with them, I remember I'd lying down the bed that morning and I was like, I need to message someone here. Like, I need to met, I need to text them. And I, I, he read out my application. He just goes, <laughs> what, what did he say? Actually, he, in the application, the question was something like, um, what do you, do? <laughs> what, what do you need help with? And 
he read out my answer and he goes, he's he's Dan, he's English. He goes, I, I don't know, but I'm fucking riddled with anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just, I remember lying down on the bed, I was like, just fucking type Anthony here and just throw it on. But yeah, that was again, just raw, you know what I mean? So. And just, yeah. just finally on that, Evan, what are, what are one or two things that you found that's helped with the anxiety? Um, Structure, 100% structure. So, yeah, I'm maybe a bit of a people pleaser sometimes, to be totally honest, where like I always want things to be going well, you know what I mean? Let's say in the business, obviously that's, I want clients to be happy and everything like yeah. that. But sometimes then like I would maybe first thing I wake up in the morning, jump straight into the phone, straight into replying to messages. And I'm not even given the full, like, I, and I'm just trying to do that because I feel like I just need to get, get onto everyone straight away. I'm awake. I'm awake. They need to hear from me now or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Where if there's any like, message or any questions or whatever you know just normal questions but i just put this stupid unnecessary pressure on myself whereas now i try and have the phone where possible on do not disturb for kind of the first hour i'll go grab a coffee i'll, I'll jump in a, I, I never like i jump in a cold shower like again that's it's it just it helps me kind of wake up and yeah feel, feel good and fresh day. you know what i mean feel good and fresh and feel sharp whatever i'll go for coffee i'll go for a walk then i start the day and i will yeah. as well trying to make sure sleep is on point too I feel like see when sleep see when I'm under or if I'm hitting that six hour mark it's like not mm. the same human at all like and genuinely I'm te- like there's probably people listening to this I don't know they might have kids or whatever like and it's, there's sometimes it'll be again the period of time where sleep is going to be down the shitter you know what I mean Um, but where possible Jesus try and prioritize it because like life just improves your thinking your decision making your mood everything is better when you have quality sleep honestly and to be honest see mm. that it's just it's getting more structure, more time blocking with things and just getting more, trying to get into proper deep focus work when I'm working and not working when I'm not working and setting that as a route. You know what I mean? That's kind yeah. of important in my in my opinion. Unreal. Unreal. Still working, on it. Still working on it. Yeah. Oh, wrong. man. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, no, that's a wealth of knowledge though. That's uh, Evan. That's awesome. Evan Daly, this has been amazing. We'll just finish on a quick uh, rapid five fire Q&A my man so keep it as short and concise as possible right. even if it is even if it is going to be difficult Evan when you hear the word successful who's the first person you think of oh fuck one second probably probably my parents to be honest yeah because they have I suppose built a happy life they're well stable and they just they're enjoying life that's literally probably the first thing that came to mind i obviously didn't think about that that yeah probably yeah unreal <laughs> no real stressors as such you know and that's kind of where i want to want to be awesome man awesome evan what's one you have that you've implemented in the last 12 months uh not going on the phone for the first hour of the morning and trying to reduce um time on social media, even though it's my job, but the time that I'm not working, if that makes sense. Unreal, unreal. I, I'm the same. I've just met a rule. I don't check it first thing because you're just yeah. in that reactive rather than proactive state. Yeah. Um, Evan, what are what's one thing that you believe that most other people don't doesn't think is true? Do you have some time thinking about these ones, Adrian? Um, oh, I have a list of them, man. I've only two more to go, though. What's one thing you believe? 
or even that other people that other people might think is crazier that other people generally disagree with. Um, where you want to be, and, and people, a lot of people probably agree with this. Again, it's just kind of the first thing coming to mind. It's tricky one. Where you want to be in a year's time is down to what you do today and every other day up to over the next year. Your daily habits is the thing. Yeah that gets you to where you want to get. Again, probably a lot of people believe in that, but it's just, I think it's just a fact, isn't it? But people don't think about that enough, I think, to be honest. And the small things mightn't actually be small things. No, When you accumulate it. them over time. Over time, yeah, 100%. Good or bad, I love that, Evan. Okay, uh, two more to go. What do you feel, I think you'd like this one, what's the most underrated gym exercise you feel that you don't see a lot of people do? That you don't see a lot of people do. I pers right that you don't see a lot of people do that's obviously a different one now again um mm, I personally feel a, a good few people probably do this though realistically no I'm gonna say a T bar row love a feckin T bar yeah. row chest support T bar row and then the other one that I'm I actually love as well to be honest um is a good big heavy incline chest press <laughs> yeah <laughs> the 47.5s i'll go one more actually i'll go one more because this is probably one that probably a lot of people maybe don't do um is actually a split machine split squat um i think i actually like them because you're just feel very stable um feel very stable and i suppose grip strength is out of the equation i just much prefer that than carrying two big dumbbells to be honest i just find it nicer you know yeah i've actually never done I've injured myself doing a barbell reverse lunge, but I've never done them off a Smith's machine. So I must give that a go. Yeah, there um, is. Evan, last question, seeing as this is the Lifestyle Lifter show, what is your definition of living a successful lifestyle? Me personally is, and this is just from literally the honest truth, is not having financial worries. Not going to lie about that. It's important. Um, And being able to having good relationships yeah and and living living a healthy lifestyle and feeling good and feeling fit they're my three to be honest and i think they're all interlinked um again yeah. some people yeah that's just reality yeah <laughs> i love it there's no right or wrong answer man yeah. there's no right or wrong yourself answer. What's, Evan, your, what's yourself what's your definition yeah here? i i think freedom freedom of location is number one and just not then, having to be anywhere that i get to be somewhere rather than have to be somewhere I think with that, then surrounding yourself with just good, positive people, having good, as you said, personal relationship, having good experiences. And then there has to be an element of fulfillment. So yeah. like genuinely waking up every day with a sense of purpose that you're here to do something good to help other people out. And I think that's where what we're doing, what makes the coaching so rewarding. And when you see firsthand the, the change that it can make in other people's life, it just it gives you reassurance selfishly and selflessly that you're doing something right and you're positively impacting others. 100%. I think the way I ever know that I'm doing something that I enjoy doing is that, and I think this was kind of the pinnacle, was let's say in 2021, going on a holiday, coming back with maybe some people dreading going back to work and going back to normal life where I was like, I love this. You know what I mean? I love what you're doing. When you like what you're doing on a daily basis, you'll do feckin' anything. And that's where 
everything starts snowballing. You know what I mean? It's a knock-on effect, in my opinion. Yeah. So yeah, I I hundred percent actually there was probably three there that you said that I was like, yeah, fuck the yeah, them ones are actually probably more important than Anthony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but but what you said, and I actually took a screenshot of this, Evan. Brian Kane back at circa, I'd say snapshot twenty seventeen. He used to do great Q and A's in his Snapchat story, but he put up something. Someone asked him a question, and his response was, "Create a life where you don't need to go on a holiday for a break." Yeah, people, fact. people are. You know, I'm not saying it's it's not nice to have a change in routine, but if that's the if that one week or two weeks of the year is the only thing that's driving you on, maybe just consider alternative avenues. That's all. That's all. Um, yeah. Evan, to, to wrap things up, where can people learn a bit more about you? I know you're currently running the fitness challenge. I know you and Sean Casey have big things coming as well. So share Anthony all you'd like, and I'd be happy to post the links in the show notes. 100%, Edwin. Yeah, no, I suppose that I'll just open up an next six week challenge, I suppose, in the daily fitness community. Um, the 27th of October, that's the next thing that's kind of on. But then I think that the, that's all interlinked in with the new app that's going that we're developing. Um, can't say the name yet because we haven't bought the domain just in case it, it, it gets taken out, which do you know what I mean? Uh, God forbid. Um, so yeah, that new app, um, really looking forward to that. It's obviously massive massive investment and things like that and it's look again take risks that's the way i look at it so i'm just the goal is to help a lot of people that's the, the main aim so yeah uh, and then i suppose my page is yeah you uh, daily evan or what's my second jesus christ this is awful <laughs> isn't it? What's my uh jeez that's terrible what's my instagram handle i think evan i daily think fitness i have a... going. <laughs> evan evan daily daily fitness there we go evan, christ, that was awful, awesome Awesome. And Evan, for, for people who want to learn more about that challenge or about what you and Sean have to come, would I, would, is Instagram the best place to contact you? Yeah, Instagram. Yeah, no stress at all. Instagram is the place if you want to. You can. If not, no worries. <laughs> I'll post. So everyone, check out the show notes. I'll post a link Gentlemen, to Evan's ID there. there. Uh, Evan, unbelievable conversation. Really, really enjoy this. Thanks again for coming on. This has been amazing, bro. Thanks, Billy, and really enjoy that now as well. Thanks very much. Appreciate it.